I'm Kate, and welcome to the Picture House Podcast, where we discuss the architecture, design, and history of America's early cinemas. We hope that telling the stories of these places and the people associated with them will help you explore their place in our collective memory and our communities today. In our last episode, we looked at Robert Bowler's 1939 Esquire Theater in St. Louis. Today, we'll look at another Midwestern theater designed by Bowler and built in 1939, the New Illinois Theater in Jacksonville, Illinois. The streamlined modern New Illinois was a complete remodel of the former Illinois, located right in the center of town, just off its central square. Representing the modern-type theater architecture, the Jacksonville Daily Journal called the New Illinois a splendid example of the modern trend in theater architecture. In years gone by, it said, theaters were approaching a huge cathedral type of architecture. Such a theater naturally lacks the warmth and inviting comfort that is found in the new modern architectural lines or in such a theater as the new Illinois. Built with the thought of comfort rather than a gaudy display, the new Illinois has an atmosphere of inviting comfort. Simplicity and beauty are keynotes of the design. Today's important thought in theater construction is for the comfort and safety of theater patrons and the creating of an atmosphere of pleasant relaxation. If you listened to the first episode in our Bowler Brothers series, this line of thought will sound familiar. By the end of the 1920s, Robert Bowler was advocating for smaller theaters, and this design philosophy, as well as the economics of the 1930s, certainly informed Bowler's creations even into the late 30s, including the new Illinois. Opened on March 9, 1939, the new Illinois theater held plenty of wonder and novelty to interest the first-nighters, aside from what appears on the screen. The Daily Journal noted that the building itself will be the big attraction, and it is well worth all the attention it will get. The new theater is a marvel of beauty, comfort, convenience, and safety, an amusement house of which Jacksonville may well be proud. The paper went on to note that there was a deeper, vast significance attached to the opening of the new Illinois, for it represented visual evidence of a great faith in the future of Jacksonville, proof that Jacksonville is going constantly forward. The March 8th edition of the Jacksonville Daily Journal included a special 12-page section on the new Illinois theater and its premiere showing. The theater's debut evening was to be radio broadcast, and some kind of aerial bomb would herald the new Illinois' launch. Plus, many local leaders were slated to attend the elaborate and impressive opening. The Daily Journal's comprehensive coverage included excellent descriptions of many facets of the theater. It walked potential moviegoers through the new Illinois, no doubt building anticipation for the theater's debut on March 9th. On approaching the new theater from any direction, the first-nighters will be attracted first by the blazing lights of the entrance. A huge five-section marquee spans the corner, with the ticket office exactly at the corner, the window opening directly on the street. On entering the outer lobby, the first-nighters will find themselves in a beautiful, softly lighted room, 36 feet by 18 feet, 
Light blue and gold are the dominating colors here, with the walls of light blue carrying gold trim. Lighting fixtures are designed with emphasis on parallel lines, those on the walls being placed in vertical position and those on the ceiling horizontally. The baseboard is dark blue, topped by tile molding in red and yellow. Through tastefully designed glass doors, the throng of first-nighters will enter the outer foyer, where they will get at once a feeling of luxury and ease. Finished in warm red and cream tints and carpeted with rich-toned floor covering, this spacious room at the rear of the auditorium gives the theater-goer a sense of anticipation and delight. This spacious hall is 20 feet wide and 64 feet long. The walls are tinted and paneled, Graceful arches span the foyer. The lighting is similar to that in the outer lobby. A wide staircase leads to the balcony from each end of the foyer. The transition to the inner foyer is scarcely noticed, except that the visitor feels at once he is approaching the main auditorium. The inner foyer serves as a means of reaching the large entrance into the main floor. Inside the theater itself, there is everything to see. The auditorium is 62 feet wide and 76 feet long. The color scheme for the walls and ceiling is in light pastel shades. Rich drapes are in colors that quietly blend all other colors in the theater to give the place a home-like atmosphere. Colored plaster has been used in decoration with large sunbursts painted on two sides high on the walls. And the lighting in the big house is designed to bring out the right coloring and to add a quiet glow to the scene. The auditorium can be bathed in amber, blue, red, magenta, or any of the other colors of the rainbow. It was this feature, the Daily Journal claimed, that made the new Illinois a shining example of how colors can be used with courage, even abandoned, to produce effects that are not only beautiful, but delightfully novel and stimulating. Also in the auditorium, the soft, thick carpeting of the aisles makes the guest's progress to his seat quiet. 700 square yards of Alexander Smith Westminster carpet has been used to cover the aisles and the foyers, having a total weight of one and a half tons. Meanwhile, tiny floor lights at the end of each row of seats relieve the blackness, making the trip to the seat easy and comfortable. Sinking into the luxurious bottom-form chairs, at last, the visitor finds nothing left to be desired. The seats, though he may not know it, are to add much to the first-nighter's enjoyment of this notable evening. The over 1,100 American-seating bottom-form chairs of the New Illinois, which by now might be familiar to listeners of this podcast, were said to be the first use of them in the state. These new chairs were upholstered in mohair and leather, while the metal parts of the chair were coral with cream striping. From a technical standpoint, the new Illinois had sound and picture-producing mechanisms of the very latest design, including offering Western Electric sound equipment for the hard of hearing. Patrons could obtain headsets and ushers would direct them to certain seats that the headsets could be plugged into. So perfect is the equipment that only the person using it is aware that the voices from the screen are coming over a special wire to the adjacent seat. The theater was also said to have perfect acoustics, 
every precaution has been taken in both construction of the theater and in its furnishings to produce perfect sound qualities. Acoustic plaster and new wood were used in the construction of the auditorium walls to cut off any reverberation. The placing of drapes, fully upholstered chairs, and exceptionally thick carpets in conjunction with scientific placing of material will help to make the house one of the finest sound theaters in the country. The engineers in charge of installing the sound equipment claimed that we have never tested a theater with so little reverberation. Our tests show that patrons of the new theater will be able to hear perfectly from every section of the entire auditorium. And the new Illinois made its own weather, with the utility man constantly on duty to control the heating and air conditioning of the entire theater. Another amenity for moviegoers came in the form of a cadre of staff, including doormen dressed in neat blue coats and gray trousers that harmonize with the color scheme of the outer lobby, and pretty usherettes dressed in red skinner satin trousers and white tuxedo coats with white shirt fronts and red bow ties helped visitors find their seats. All decorative touches and practical elements were the work of many tradesmen and laborers. Carrying out Bowler's design were local contractors Smirrell and Gibson. Capital Tile Company of Springfield did the artistic and uniquely designed tile work on the exterior of the theater, in the lobby, and in the lounge rooms, which added to the unusual beauty of the new Fox, Illinois. Lumber and structural steel were provided by local firms F.J. Andrews Lumber Company and Illinois Steel Bridge Company. The theater's millwork was completed by Crawford Lumber Company, and its plumbing and heating was done by Pat Sheehan, both also of Jacksonville. In addition to these companies, the Daily Journal reported that the entire theater was built almost exclusively with local labor and all local materials. Today, Bowlers, Illinois is operated by a regional theater chain, ensuring that local residents in Jacksonville can still see movies on the big screen in a classical setting. Thanks for listening to this Bowler bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll join us for our next episode. Until then, may your seats be ever in the center 